0: consider owning a cruise planners american express travel franchise a low-cost turnkey opportunity cruise planners provides everything you need to grow your business right from the start no experience is necessary visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com okay, stand by. broadcasting from the tripinsurance.com studios in jacksonville florida This is Cruise Radio. Hey, I'm
1: Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. Hey, give our Facebook page a like, facebook.com slash cruise radio. The big story, Royal Caribbean's grandeur of the seas caught fire, and we're going to talk to Stuart about it. Yeah, we'll also have a passenger who was on board the ship from Baltimore. He'll be on here later on in the show. And we'll check in with our old friend, travel writer Chris Elliott. Plus, Dan Skilkin from tripinsurance.com. He'll tell you the benefits of having trip insurance. Always a good thing. Yes. But first, Stuart, you're on the cruise guys here. Hello,
2: Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug.
0: Hey, man. Grandeur of the Seas. What happened?
2: Well, it sounds like a Paris Hilton cruise. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that's hot. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, going back, what, a decade there? <laughs> yeah, a decade. Um, but uh, of course, look, Still we topical. <laughs> Still topical and appropriate. But anyways, um, unfortunately, Monday morning, uh, Royal Caribbean's Grandeur of the Seas, which debuted in 1996 and was just completely... Redone and uh, relaunched into service. Um, It did have a fire. It emanated on Deck 3 in the moorings area in the back, and that's where they have the uh, ropes and the the, the mooring lines that tie the ship up. Uh, It was on its way to Coco Cay, their private island in the Bahamas, but because of this fire, which took two hours to put out, they had to make way and uh, head over to Freeport. Important to note that the ship never lost power. And uh, the passengers were mustered to their muster stations, and uh, were there for about four hours. Uh, I'm sure you know there were certainly a lot of very scared people, but uh, you know from everything we've heard, you know the crew did a, a great job making sure that uh, they knew what was going on, getting them to their muster stations uh, just in case it, you know look like it was a precaution. And um, you know the ship did exactly what it was supposed to do, protect and preserve life. There were no injuries.
1: Have they figured out what started the fire yet?
2: That's a good question. At this point, they still have not claimed to uh, you know, have an idea of what started it. We do know that um, it was not combustible. It wasn't a fuel, so there was no explosion. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, cigarettes, you know, who knows? We're just speculating at this right. point. But uh, the, the fire did go up to uh, as high as Deck 6 uh, and, you know, broke the windows at the South Pacific Lounge. And, you know, when I saw those pictures of Adam Goldstein, the president of Royal Caribbean, you know, looking out through the windows, uh, you know, early uh, Monday afternoon, I mean, I said, there is no way the ship is uh, is sailing and it's going to be out for a number of weeks. And as of today, uh, they did announce that uh, there are going to be a total of six sailings, 42 days. Wow. That uh, the ship is going to be out of service. So they they have canceled it all the way through the... July fifth sailing, so July twelfth looks to be their like their target date
3: mm-hmm. uh,
2: to get the ship uh, back in service. So that means there's a lot of Bermuda and Bahamas uh, sailings out of Baltimore that uh, are going to be canceled, and you know passengers there should be uh, considering uh, you know rebooking on a future sailing.
1: Was the ship in Freeport and leaving Freeport when it happened, and it turned around, or was it just close to Freeport?
2: No, so it was actually off uh, Palm Beach, Florida, when okay. the fire occurred, and uh, it was on its way to. Coco K and uh you know, there is a major uh shipyard and uh, and as of now, um Carnival Cruise Line's Carnival Triumph now has a roommate. Yeah, that's true. So um there there's a major shipyard there where this is where you know they were gonna ha- do the repairs anyways.
1: Do they fly the passengers home then and uh what kind of compensation did the guests get?
2: All the passengers were flown home and uh the, the passengers on board the ship all received a 100% refund for that cruise plus a future cruise certificate toward a, uh, equivalent to whatever they paid for this cruise, they can apply toward a future cruise. The people on the canceled sailings got a full refund plus a 50% credit off uh, a, a future cruise, um, which is, is very commonplace. And you know when you look at the new uh, cruise passenger bill of rights that CLIA announced, last week. I mean, this is exactly what the cruise lines do every time anyways.
0: What's the general response from the passengers?
2: Well, the response has been actually very positive. Uh, you know, the, the, the crew have been very professional. They could not have been any more accommodating, uh, you know, under the uh, under the circumstances. I mean, there certainly were some people that that were scared, but, uh, you know, again, the ship did exactly what it was supposed to do. No one was hurt. And, um, you know, the, the, the ship and, you know, the, the passengers are are safe under under the circumstances and uh, you know the ship will go under repairs
0: we're actually going to talk to one of those passengers after the commercial break
2: how old is this ship the ship debuted back in 1996 uh-huh. and uh in 2012 it was just completely redone in fact the ship you know, i was on it a, at the uh, end of November, and the ship looked better in November of 2012 than it did back in 1996. It looked amazing with all of the Oasis class uh, features that they they put on the new restaurants, the entertainment, the atrium uh, act that they have. It it looked phenomenal. So uh, it's 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 unfortunate. They spent 48 million dollars. Wow. Uh, refurbishing the ship, and uh, unfortunately, um, you know it, it it experiences damage, but uh, it was. It was confined to the very back of the ship, so the major structures of the ship uh, are intact and fine.
1: You know, I was actually really, really impressed to see um, Royal Caribbean tweeting and Facebooking photos of the damage, and with their CEO over there. How do you think they handled everything,
2: Doug? They they were very proactive in getting the information out there. But you know, we also have to keep uh, in mind that this was a very different experience. You know, different situation than let's say what Carnival experienced. Sure. Um, with with Carnival Triumph. I mean, that ship was with com- you know completely without power. This ship this ship had full power. Um, they They were very uh, you know forward with uh, getting the facts out as as quick as possible. Uh, they did cancel the sailings uh, within a uh, re- reasonable amount of time and uh, you know they, they kept their most importantly they did keep their passengers uh, on board the ship uh, informed as to as to what was going on and you know that's that's the nice thing about this industry is they, they it is a maturing industry and so that they can learn on how to improve and do better than the, the last situation
0: All right. Thank you, Stuart. All right. Cruise Radio News, now trending at
2: cruiseradio.net.
1: Everybody has a story. Joe Wilder's story was of a busy medical professional putting in 80 hours a week at a stressful job before deciding to trade it in for a fun-filled life of travel.
4: With my love of travel and and my, my love to plan my friends' travel, I looked at all the different companies that are out there Cruise Planners could not have been a better, better choice for me.
1: Of course, all Cruise Planners travel advisors have something in common. They all decided to choose a different path. Follow their passion and write their own story. What's your story? To find out about turning your love of travel into a fun, flexible, home-based career, visit cruiseplannersfranchise.com or call 888-582-2150. Learn more about the franchise that's been voted number one in travel by Entrepreneur Magazine for 10 years
2: in a row.
0: For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art.
1: Parkwest makes us excited to spend money on art.
0: To find out more about Parkwest Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Parkwest Gallery icon. tripinsurance.com. A cruiser who was aboard Royal Caribbean's Grandeur of the Seas is with us now out of Baltimore, Robbie Nicholson. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Now, this was a seven-night sailing out of Baltimore to the Bahamas, and I know your cabin was low and towards the back of the ship. Take us through that night when it all went down.
3: We were, you know, enjoying our cruise, you know, having a couple drinks, and, you know, we were about to get ready for bed, and then we hear the announcements that, you know, there's a, it's a Bravo announcement which, you know, I didn't know but meant a fire. Right. Um and you know, they were saying that, you know, this is not a drill, you know, report to your muster stations. So, you know, we all grabbed our life jackets, ran upstairs to our muster stations, and the muster station that I was supposed to be assigned at was towards the back left of the ship, which, you know, was the closest to the fire. So that oh boy. muster station was moved inside the ship into the casino. So that was a bit
4: of a panic.
0: <laughs> well, did <laughs> you know? they tell you that on the way to your original uh, muster station, or did they tell you that once you had gotten to that and they are like, oh no, we gotta redirect people?
3: Yeah, well, we, as, actually as soon as we stepped out onto the deck you know, near our muster station, we felt people pushing us inside. So we then kind of assumed okay, maybe the fire is towards the back, like, we need to get out of here. You know, and then we started hearing announcements that, you know, muster stations 8 and 10 were being moved into the casino. Then it was just the hustle and bustle of all the crew members trying to get everyone accounted for and finding people in and helping did people find their families. And
1: I assumed you smelled smoke.
3: I actually did not. I oh. never, you know, I've heard people reporting that they saw smoke. Some people actually reported that they actually saw the flames. You know, I was hearing stories that people saw the glow in the water of the fire, but I saw it smelled nothing. <laughs> huh. A lot of us in the casino weren't really aware of the magnitude of the fire until, or at least for me, until I got off the ship and saw the damage.
1: When you were changing the muster stations from the back of the ship to the casino, I, I imagine it was very crazy. Was it a freak fest or was it organized chaos?
3: Yeah, no, it was very organized. Like, you know... a Talking to a bunch of people, you know, after the fact, and you know, I even thought this myself. The crew did an impeccable job getting everyone organized. You know, helping people to calm down. You know, you know, helping people as you know, much as they need. They were handing out water and snacks, and you know, they were even giving um, you know, holding crying babies for yeah. parents who just needed you know to calm themselves down. Yeah. You know, and the crew was was absolutely amazing, and in their job you could tell that they were very trained and very calm and it was, it was quite great.
0: How long were you in the casino um, before you got back to your cabin and y'all and you, everything was under control and we're heading to Freeport back to Freeport um, I should say.
2: The
3: fire happened at around 3 a.m. We were standing in the casino probably until about 8. 8.15 in the morning. <laughs> wow. It honestly didn't feel like that long I mean, towards the end, you know, everyone was kind of lying on the ground sleeping, you know, because, you know, it's about three hours in, you know, and during the whole process, the captain and the cruise director had been coming on the PA system to make announcements. And, you know, as I said, three hours in, we found out that the fire had been extinguished, but they took the last two hours to make sure that no hot spots flared up. So once it got to that three hour mark you could tell people were definitely relaxed and you know as I said people were falling asleep on the floor or got up against the slot machines and...
0: (laughs) Yeah nothing like the feel of cold steel of a slot machine to (laughs) send you into a silent slumber. Um, Were there any announcements or was there any discussion as to how the fire started?
3: That is something that I don't think the ship even knows we, we never got any information on how it started, but you know, there's a bunch of random stories being flown around by guests. And the things I've heard were that a big canister um, full of paint exploded. I also heard that um, two canisters of the life raft towards the back of the boat exploded, Hmm. you know, so I don't know really what all was true.
0: Well, hopefully we'll find Uh, out soon enough from the officials. Uh, (laughs) Yes out of Baltimore, passenger on Royal Caribbean's grandeur of the seas, Robbie Nicholson. Thanks so much for uh, sharing your experience with us. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you.
1: Joining us now is Chris Elliott. He's with National Geographic Traveler, Washington Post, and editor of Elliott.org. Chris, man, welcome back to Cruise Radio. Long time.
4: Hey, thanks. Yeah, it's been a while. Good good to be back.
1: Yeah, definitely. We wanted to get your take on the uh the cruise passenger bill of rights that the cruise industry just adopted. Now there's ten of them, but we just want to like blow through like maybe five of them here and get your take on them. So we'll get right to it. Um, the first one we have is the right to disembark a docked ship if essential needs aren't able to be addressed on board the vessel. Uh, what do you think about this one? Uh,
4: No-brainer. Uh, yeah. They've been been—they've already been doing it, and this really just codifies it. But uh, obviously, if you don't have food, water, electricity, you shouldn't have to spend any more time on the ship.
0: Definitely. Now, Chris, are these going to be on the cruise contract as well?
4: My understanding is that they are. I've reached out to CLIAs. Find out, but uh, the folks I've spoken with so far say that they're going to be included in the ticket contract,
1: okay, very good. Uh, the next one we have here is the right to a full refund if a trip is canceled because of a mechanical problem or a partial refund if the trips are cut short. Now, most cruise lines do this anyways, right?
4: they do, but uh, that hasn't actually been part of the cruise contract. It's been more of a policy thing, and mm-hmm. it's not something where you can hold a cruise line feet to the fire and say you have to do this, so it could be helpful um. You know, the, the mechanical issue, you're the devil's in the details, of course, when you're talking sure. about a um, partial refund, how much of a refund and is it going to be paid in actual money, or is, are they going to give you vouchers? Right. So that, that still remains to be
0: seen. All right, this next one, the right for passengers to get timely updates about itinerary changes if a mechanical failure or emergency disrupts a trip.
4: Yeah, again, a no-brainer, something that all the cruise lines should have been doing all along, and... You know, that, that's the last 12 months we've seen so many incidents where passengers were either informed, uh, given partial information or not informed at all about something that's happened. So this just says we're, we're promising to do better, and we can
1: only hope that they will. The next one we have here is the right to transportation to the scheduled final port or passenger's home city if the cruise ends early because of mechanical conditions. Now, this is, um, again, one that's always done anyways, pretty much.
4: It is, and the only reason, my understanding is that this is now being included is that CLIA, you know, the Cruise Lines Trade Association, recently uh, added a couple of other organizations as members, and they had some international cruise lines that, that didn't do this as a matter of practice. So uh, they're now agreeing to, to do. this very, again, common-sense thing. That if a cruise is delayed, that you you send them back to the port where it all started.
0: Gotcha. And the last one we want to touch upon is the right to a place to stay if passengers must disembark and stay overnight at an unscheduled port. Again, kind of a no brainer.
4: Yeah, you know, I can't really think of a time when cruise passengers were let off a ship and shown to a tent city. But uh, it's nice to know that that right exists. Um, so we'll, we'll just see. I mean, you never know what the future holds. There, there might be a time. Again, also, you don't, you don't always have, with these enormous cruise ships with four or 5,000 passengers in them, you don't always have that kind of capacity. Mm-hmm. If you're pulling into like a small Caribbean port. But it's good to know that this is something that you can say to the cruise line, hey, you, you have this bill of rights, and it says that I'm entitled to accommodation, but you can't just set me free here in this uh, strange port and expect me to fend for myself.
1: Well, let me ask you this. With these cruise passenger bill of rights, then, um, usually whenever you sign the ticket contract, you waive basically your life to the cruise line. But will, will these cruise passenger bill of rights actually stand up in court?
4: Well, if it's included in the ticket contract, then yes. You have to remember this ticket contract is something that in legal circles is referred to as an adhesion contract. You don't even have to sign it. Like going on the cruise, you agree to this very one-sided contract with the cruise line. So you're agreeing to it whether you want to or not. Um, And and another thing to remember is that you have to, if you're going to challenge this in court, you have to do it in a maritime court. And there are only a handful of maritime courts located located both in coastal cities in the United States, so you'd have to actually go there. You can't take this to small claims court in the city you live in.
1: Gotcha. So you have to go down to Miami if you want to do Carnival or Royal Caribbean, pretty much.
4: Uh, Miami, San Francisco, Los Angeles, I think there's one in New York, too. So, yeah, you're going to have to... uh, do a road trip
1: you can find him in national
0: geographic traveler the washington post he's also editor-in-chief of elliot.org he is chris elliot thanks so much man appreciate it hey
2: no problem you're listening to cruise radio the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the nation
0: he's here with us once again president and ceo of tripinsurance.com dan skilkin welcome back to cruise radio dan Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. How Uh, can I help? Glad to have you now. For our new listeners, uh, let's just cover the basic here. Explain what exactly trip insurance is.
5: Well, trip insurance or travel insurance covers the non-refundable cost you have uh, potentially when you cancel your vacation for a covered reason, like an illness that prevents you from traveling. Travel insurance also covers your medical expenses, medical evacuation, and trip interruption costs and baggage uh, for your vacation. Uh, And it is uh, typically, particularly for cruises, a really good investment because it really covers uh, covers the cruise in the case that you can't go.
0: Very good. Now, we understand that in circumstances like grandeur of the seas, the cruise line does their best to cover any travel-related expenses. Is there anything that trip insurance may cover in this scenario?
5: Well, you're right. Royal Caribbean, in this particular case, is is really stepping up and covering the cost to get people home and getting them refunds, credits towards future cruises. So um, they're really stepping up their customer service. But this is very typical. Anytime they have these kinds of problems on a vacation like this on a cruise. Um, And uh, so typically those kinds of problems are not covered by travel insurance because the cruise line is, is covering it. Where the travel insurance uh, sometimes helps is situations where you, for instance, end up missing uh, the cruise because of, of a, a travel delay from a, from a carrier like an airline, uh, getting you the cruise on time, uh, um, things like that. So you, you still need the, the coverage, you need the protection. But one of the areas where where we're seeing travel insurance uh coming in handy is in the cases for instance when uh Royal Caribbean is canceling future cruises on the basis of um of this boat being out of service for a while while they repair it and the reason the travel insurance is important is although Royal Caribbean may be refunding for those people that they're canceling the cruises, the full cost of the cruise, they may have other costs like airline tickets, non-refundable airline tickets, uh, or other hotel costs that, that need to be covered because their vacation's been canceled and they've got to reschedule.
0: How much above the cost of a trip does trip insurance run?
5: On the average, Travel insurance will run somewhere between 3 and about 8% of the cost of the trip, dependent upon uh, where you buy your plan and what that plan is covering. Uh, there are more expensive plan features that, that drive that cost up, like cancel for any reason and allow you to just decide you want to cancel. But basic travel insurance... Will generally run about three to five percent of the cost of the trip. One of the things I want to mention is that uh, we are very happy. If any other questions come up that any any of your listeners have uh, about the travel insurance that they're buying, or any questions about getting travel insurance, feel free to send us an email at support at tripinsurance com or give our uh, eight hundred number a call. You can find us on the website. No obligation to buy at all. We are very happy to answer anyone's questions regarding travel insurance, no matter where you're buying uh, your insurance from. So if there's any way we can help, we're happy to.
0: Excellent. President and CEO of TripInsurance.com, Dan Skilkin, thanks again. Really appreciate it.
5: Matt, thanks for the opportunity to talk with your listeners.
0: Thanks. All right, that's going to do it. Don't forget, we have an app. Simply search Cruise Radio Live in your smartphone app store.
1: And join the 12,000 other people that get our daily cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. Just put your email address in the box in the upper right-hand corner of the screen. From the Cruise Radio Studios in Jacksonville, Florida, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio.
0: For advertising opportunities, email sales at cruiseradio.net. I'm your announcer.
1: Say goodbye